Welcome to the inaugural broadcast of Bar Towel Radio. Hello, I'm Cass Enright. I'm the founder and operator of BarTowel.com. And I'm here with uh, my friend Chris Kebbell. Um, this is the first episode of Bar Towel Radio, a uh, semi-regular podcast uh, where we will discuss and interview personalities in the beer world. Uh, could be uh, brewers, restaurant owners, bar owners, um, importers... Um, whoever we feel like speaking to. For our first episode today, we're going to speak with Ken Woods, who is a longtime friend of Bartow and the founder and president of the Black Oak Brewery in Oakville. Um, Black Oak is a brewery that I think of as sort of one of the new generation of brewers, came around around the late 90s and... Um, at a time where there wasn't a lot happening on the Ontario beer scene and really brought some interesting beers to the marketplace. So we're here uh, tonight with Ken Woods, who is the founder and president of the Black Oak Brewery in Oakville um, in our inaugural podcast for Bar Towel Radio. Um, welcome, Ken. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. I, uh, I thought we'd just start off, uh, for those of you who might not be familiar with your brewery, if you just want to give us a bit of background about um, how you got into the business, how the brewery started, um, and how you got into the uh, the beer scene. Well, um, a long time ago, I used to work for the brew pub called Denison's Brewing Company, and it was located down at Victoria and Lombard Street, so uh, while I was going to Ryerson School, I was working uh, part-time, almost full-time hours, uh, doing a waiter, bartender, and assistant manager at the place and really enjoyed the beers and really enjoyed sort of the atmosphere and the flavors that we were on time. And it sort of boiled around the back of my mind that uh, I didn't want to work in a corporation for the rest of my life and want to try and go out and become an entrepreneur and see if we could make a go in the uh, in the production side and actually making beer. Nice. So you, uh, you started out in Oakville with... Uh it was the Nut Brown and the Pale Ale, and uh, shortly after the Premium Lager. What, uh, yep. what made you decide to uh, pick those beers to start out with? Uh, well, uh, originally I started out with a business partner, and uh, we came up with the idea and the concept of the Black Oak Brewing Company, and then we decided to place it out in Oakville because the demographics looked really, really good. And initially we were supposed to start off with a Pale Ale and sort of get that going, and the idea behind the pale ale was from some of the really good beers that I tried when I was over in England. So we were trying to mimic those, and uh, with my original partner, he was the brewer, and he was developing the recipes and the styles and things like that. And uh, so we got the, the pale ale up and running, and then uh, he wanted to get the nut brown up and running as well as quick as possible. Uh, so the nut brown was also loosely based on, say, um, Sam Smith's nut brown, which I think is a wonderful, wonderful beer. And was really inspired by that, so he developed some recipes and started working on that. And and then uh, probably within our first year, he uh, also wanted to bring out a lager, and uh, that um, was a whole lot of work and a whole lot of effort. And um, it was sort of inspired by uh, some of the good Canadian lagers, but with a bit more flavor and a bit more character to them. So we're trying to distinguish ourselves that way. Mm-hmm. What was the uh, initial reception to your beers when you first came uh, came out to market? Uh, there was pretty good reception. People were sort of looking for something a little bit different, and uh, I think we had uh, some good beers to offer. Uh, unfortunately, the lager didn't do as well as we thought it would, uh, so that's when sort of 
uh, crash and burn over about a two or three year period and uh, <laughs> caused uh, black oak a little bit of stress to try and promote that and get it going and then uh, just found out that we weren't going to have very much success with that beer in a category which already had about uh, 78 existing loggers in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we kind of stepped back from that one and sort of took our losses where we could and then uh, just kept on going and sort of focused on the pale ale and the nut brown ale. Cool. So I know something that that you, that you did a number of years ago that is pretty hot trend now is the seasonals. I think mm-hmm. the first one was the Oktoberfest, if I'm not mistaken, uh, yeah. around 2000. Um, yeah, that's correct. Now, everybody, every, a lot of people are doing that nowadays, but, um, you know, what made you decide to go that route at a time where very few people were, were doing seasonals? Uh, I think the idea behind doing a seasonal beer is just to offer something different for each season, and it was done historically a long time ago in all the small breweries uh, that used to exist all the way across Canada, and they'd come out with neat things like Bach beers or spring beers or Christmas beers, and also inspired by some of the beers that I saw over in England as well, even reading the magazines and the labels. And I say, hey, every now and then they do something special. And that also creates a bit more interest in the company and a bit more anticipation. Say, if you've had the last year's season, you want to try it again this year. Cool. Yeah, well, I think it's been very successful. And we've seen a lot of seasonals that have come out from other brewers, which I think is a testament to the success that um, you started out with uh, a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. Thank you, yes. Um, it's uh, the idea is the brewers get to flex their muscles and get to try something a little different. And each year, uh, say, the raw ingredients for those seasonal beers will change a little bit. So each year the, the, the style will be the same, but the flavor profile will be slightly different from, than the previous year. Mm-hmm. Do you have um, What seasonals do you have in store for the next little while? Uh, next one that we're going to be working on is the Summer Saison, which we will be bringing back. and is uh, increasingly popular. It's a very nice Belgian-style whipped beer. Uh, spiced with some coriander and some orange zest, and it's done very well for us. It's a great beer on the patio. In a nice warm summer day, it's just, wow, sort of brings the, brings the whole season alive. Nice. So, you know, you've been around for a long time. I, you know, I like to think of, of your brewery as one of the first of sort of a new wave of brewing in Ontario. Um, you know, what do you think about the, the beer scene um, nowadays? It's certainly changed a lot since you and I have known each other. Um, what do you think? It, what do you think it's like now as a as a brewer in Ontario? Uh, I think the the beer scene has changed dramatically just because of the success of the import beers such as Stella Artois, Heineken, and Bex, and as well as a lot of the flavored beers that are coming in from uh, uh, from Europe, uh, such as the Framboise and a few things that are on tap and also advertised very well. So what that's done is that's increased the consumer's knowledge that. You know, beer isn't just something icy cold that you have after you cut your lawn. Like, there's all kinds of flavors to beer. There's all kinds of colors to beer. And that's um, setting the bar for us as a small brewery to try and say, hey, can we step up and can can we make beers that good? I think we can. Excellent. So, uh, what do you, today's industry, how do you find dealing with the major players, that is, the LCBO and the beer store? Uh, Well, the LCBO and the beer store are only channels other than our own retail store, to get our bottled product into the consumer's uh, hands. So we have to deal with them. There's no other way around that. And it's, it's kind of like developing a good working relationship. Uh, but those entities are changing, and they have changed dramatically over the past uh, even five, six years. 
where the beer store is converting to ice-cold expresses, where people uh, can't really see, touch, and feel things. And the LCBO has got more and more product available, and it's all very glitzy and very, very consumer-friendly, but they are a business focused on selling certain products at certain times of the year. Uh, so that uh, requires a lot more work and sales work on our side. So aside from being just a craft brewer, we also have to try and be as, as careful and as focused as possible on our selling efforts. So that side of the equation really, really has to... Uh, we need more experience in that. Mm-hmm. So, so what would you like to see uh, them do different? If, if uh, one of their executives were listening right now, what would you tell them? Uh, well, for one thing, I'm really happy with this, with both systems. I think they're they're quite excellent. They're well managed. Good information comes out of them. But you know, as the small local businesses, uh, we are getting some help. But we'd like to see a bit more transparency on how things happen and how the policies go on, especially with the beer store, because sometimes we're just really confused as to how things work and why we can't maintain, say, shelf space, um, or say if we get chosen for a a portion or a, an aisle space on the ice cold express. Uh, one month I'm told by a manager, oh, next month you're going to be on, and then next month I ask, oh, they changed that, and you're not on. And it just it gets confusing because sometimes the communication from, say, the beer store isn't as good as it could be. Okay. Uh, so I, I would really like to see that. But once again, we're such a small player, and the beer store has got so many different uh, uh, suppliers to manage. Uh, that's a, a lot of work on their side. Mm-hmm. Well, luckily, uh, Chris and I were able to pick up some Black Oak uh, Pale Ale and Nut Brown from our local beer store tonight, so <laughs> so that worked out well, well for us. Yeah, that, that, that's a, the Avenue Road store is a really good one for me. It moves the product very well, so I, I'm, I'm assuming it's not just you guys in there buying it all the time. Well, <laughs> I think we do probably contribute to a fair amount of the sales, but hopefully it's not just us. So, uh, so in terms of um, what you have going on for the... Uh, the next couple months, um, you know, uh, besides your new summer, summer seasonal, um, what else do you have uh, going on um, at Black Oak? Uh, we're trying to do a very big push for the pale ale. So in the summertime, uh, when the LCBO has got uh, time for beer, we're going to be uh, uh, going into an end aisle uh, position with uh, two other craft brewers who are part of the Ontario craft brewers. So we're paying for a portion of shelf space in about uh, 45 to 50 stores. So all across southern Ontario, uh, we'll have this big, huge increase in our production, which means we're going to have to crank out about, uh, say, four pallets worth of beer as quick as possible to get everything stocked up and then have a further three pallets of beer in reserve just as sales start to pick up. So we're really trying to get people to see the beer, taste the beer, and become aware, aware of us because we're such a small player and we need more people to get the beer in their mouths and say, wow, this is really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully this can this can do a bit to, to get people to try it out a little bit more. Oh, I think it will, because you know, once you hear about things and it sort of sticks in your mind, it really helps us out. Mm-hmm. So where uh, are a couple of places around town, with the exception of the LCB and the beer store, that people might be able to try out your beer? Oh, um, some really good pubs. Um, the Rebel House is a great one. The Bow and Arrow is a good one. Say What's one of my favorites. We've got beer on it, the Beer Bistro. Uh, Victory Cafe is, is a fantastic place. Um, so that's where we've got the, sort of a really good core, and we're trying to grow and add some more pubs here and there uh, onto our portfolio as well. So when we do have our delivery truck going out, it's going up full, and we usually have to do, say, three or four runs a week just to keep everybody topped up. 
Great. Well, I hope uh, we hope that uh, that continues for you, Ken. So, uh, so on that note, uh, I thank uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us tonight. I think uh, some really good information for uh, for those uh, those listeners out there who um, might not be familiar with you, and hopefully the next time they're out on, uh, in the city, they can uh, try out uh, uh, a tasty black oak. I hope they do, and maybe we'll see you at a trade show such as the Fort York Beer Festival or something like that. Because uh, those are the fun things where people get to taste the beers, and, and every now and then we bring up something special that we make up uh, for those shows. Great. Well, Fort York Beer Festival, and hopefully people will be able to say hi at the 5th Annual Golden Tap Awards coming up in August as well. That'll be fun, too. Great. To that. <laughs> thanks a lot, Ken. Awesome. Thanks so much, Cass. So thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you again soon.